This is Patience and Money from the 282 Group at Wells Fargo Advisors. Investment and insurance products are not insured by the FDIC or any federal government agency, are not a deposit or other obligation or guaranteed by the bank or any bank affiliate, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of the principal amount invested. Good day. I'm Ryan Culpepper, Senior Vice President Investment Officer, PIM Portfolio Manager here at the 282 Group of Wells Fargo. It's the fourth quarter of 2023 and markets are moving. And that's right. As we march into Q4 of 2023, we continue to be constructive on stocks. That said, there is still a large amount of skepticism when we suggest the idea of a new bull market cycle. After all, the stock market has not only been volatile, But recently, Mr. Market is negative over the last three months. It's not just that we're down over the last three months, but our last high in the S&P 500 has been almost two years ago. The headlines don't help us either. We continue to see stories that are plaguing the stock market environment from employee strikes, government shutdowns, and high interest rates. Even though several of our portfolios are up double digits for the year, it just doesn't feel like we are in a bull market. But hey, let's not get addicted to it, all right? We don't want to get addicted to the idea that the stock market has to go up, up, up and and catch our new highs so quickly. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, stock investing is a long-term investment strategy. You got to give it time. If you give your stock investments enough time, they can produce some of the best investment returns of any investment class available to the retail investor. I mean, every stock market rally comes with fits and starts. Volatility is always in the day-to-day action of stocks. Stepping back from the day-to-day and observing the long run typically helps the investor mindset. I mean, at the end of the day, the stock market returns 7 to 10% a year, but the S&P 500 will also go down on average 10% a year. So what does that tell you? That every year, When I come into a new year in the stock market, I expect a decline of 10% or more each year. But over time, I expect 7 to 10% a year over the longer run. You got to think long-term. You got to think beyond the sell-off. Be patient. Don't get addicted to the stock market having to go up. The less you look at your portfolio from the day-to-day, the better you're going to feel. Staying long-term focused is easy to say. But it doesn't explain why there's so much skepticism as well on the idea of a new bull market. In fact, if you feel like the last 12 months does not feel like our typical first year of a bull market, it's, it's not. I mean, several statistics have started to take shape over the last 12 months that would explain why some analysts, economists, and even you know retail investors are not willing to embrace the idea of a new bull market. First, we've got to take note. The economy and stock markets are both doing much better than what was expected only one year ago. Economists and even the Federal Reserve were warning clients and the public for economic pain. And hey, look, we still might see economic pain someday, but we don't feel it'll be in the time frame suggested only a year ago. By doing a quick Google search, you can easily read many financial doom and gloom headlines over Just the last year, I could not find one calling for a stock market bottom. But here we are, one year into a new bull market and the economy is strong 
Inflation is cooling. We have great unemployment numbers and demand for consumer products is still very strong. We are solidly ahead of where most stock analysts and economists thought we would be today. The economic numbers continue to surprise to the upside. And although analysts' views are not as dismal as they were a year ago, we would hardly refer to them as euphoric. We would classify them as uh, begrudgingly accepting that there is a new bull market. We continue to be encouraged by this lack of enthusiasm and view the recent weakness of the S&P 500 really more as a consolidation of recent gains than anything really catastrophic. I mean, why has there been so much skepticism towards the idea of a new bull market? We would contend it's because this bull market has not been like any other of the past three decades. One reason would be the lack of return outside of several stocks within the S&P 500. Stock picking in this bull market has been more important than ever. This is a market that you cannot just throw a dart at the stock market and get a winner as with other bulls. As been widely reported, the gains have been concentrated to just a handful of stocks. In fact, only 10 companies, 10, account for half of the bull market gains we've seen. Chances are, if you don't overweight these stocks in your portfolio, you're probably underperforming. And this occurrence is unlike any other bull market we looked at. Until this bull market, historically, the number of stocks that outperformed the S&P 500 was well into the upper 200s and even 300s. Today, we have less than 200 stocks beating the index. There has also been plenty of chances to make mistakes in this bull market. A whopping 25% of the S&P 500 is negative for the year. This narrowness has certainly led to investor frustrations. Many investors have had stock ownership during this bull market without any profit. Profits being hard to find could be another reason why there's so much reluctance to embrace this new bull. It's been nearly two years since the S&P 500 has notched a new closing high. It has been incredibly frustrating to own stocks. It's not only stocks, but bond markets have been hit hard. In fact, the bond market is close to having three consecutive down years in a row. The idea of having stocks and bonds fall in lockstep, man, we haven't seen that in decades. Over the last 10 or even 20 years, we're just not used to seeing a balanced portfolio being down this long. And it's hard to embrace a new bull market when you still remember old highs, but let's give it some time. We may be at a new stock market high, maybe sooner than you think. Perhaps, I mean, you know, there's a there's some other reasons why there's reluctance to accept this bull market. It's that the return has been so low. Since the 1960, the S&P 500 has experienced 11 other classically defined bull market cycles. This is now our 12th. Although the stock market is up over 20% from a year ago, we found that this is the lowest first-year return for the S&P 500 in any bull market cycle. It's the lowest return that the S&P 500 has had in any bull market cycle. For me, that's an incredible statistic. Hearing that it was kind of a letdown and, you know, but look, not hope, not all hope is lost. Don't get discouraged. If we look at the second lowest first-year return of a bull market, that was coming off the stock market crash of 1987. 
Year two of that bull market was incredibly profitable for stocks. The S&P 500 was up over 29% in year two. We're hoping history repeats itself. But Ryan, with all this bad news and uncertainty, why would history repeat itself? What would make you think that the S&P 500 is in store for a double-digit return over the next 12 months? Well, look, there is a stat that continues to hit me, and it involves the end of an interest rate hiking cycle. I mean, that's what has been running headlines for a while now. So look, since World War II, there have been 14 interest rate hiking cycles. This hiking cycle has been the fastest pace in history, and someday it will end, but we feel it might end sooner rather than later. When that happens, historically speaking, it has been a boom for stock market investors. When the Federal Reserve is done hiking interest rates, on average, the S&P 500 is up over 20% 12 months later. In fact, there was only one period post-World War II when the S&P 500 was down 12 months after the hiking cycle is completed. The Federal Reserve raised rates at the fastest pace in history. We would contend it is working. As data comes across our desk, it is becoming apparent that both inflation and the economy are slowing, but they are not crashing, as so many people predicted just a year ago. A gradual slowing of the economy is exactly what we want. The latest set of data points is quite encouraging. The interest rate hiking cycle may be nearing an end while the overall economy has stayed relatively strong. It's starting to look to us that the Federal Reserve may be in the process of actually orchestrating what so many economists and so many stock market experts thought was absolutely impossible to achieve. The economic soft landing. The idea was laughed at. Some on Wall Street thought it was more likely that we get invaded by like aliens rather than have a soft landing. I mean, it really was laughed at. Only time will tell what's going to happen, but to us, it's starting to look like the economy is absorbing these high rates in kind of a healthy way, dare I say it. A lot of our research is based off math and probable outcomes. Look, we're, we're not always going to be right, but we do feel like over time, math and probabilities do work. As our baby bull mar marches into the second year, we believe the stock market has a great chance to be positive by double digits over these next 12 months. It certainly is not going to be in a straight line as volatility is here to stay, and it's always been here. But even take our outlook one step further. We believe the next 20% move, the next 20% move in the S&P 500, we believe it's going to be up, not down. But you do need to stay patient with your money. So in these times, my friends, let's look over the next 12 months and be bullish. Stocks offer long-term growth potential, but may fluctuate more and provide less in current income than other investments. Index returns are non-fund returns. An index is unmanaged and is not available for direct investment. The S&P 500, Standard & Poor's 500, is a market cap weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. Opinions expressed in this report are those of the authors and are not necessarily those of Wells Fargo Advisors or its affiliates. 
The material has been prepared or is distributed solely for information purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. All investing involves some degree of risk, whether it's associated with market volatility, purchasing power, or a specific security, including the possible loss of principal. Wells Fargo Advisors is a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing Services, LLC, member SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and non-bank affiliate of Wells Fargo Company. The 282 Group of Wells Fargo Advisors is a full-service wealth management group providing financial advice to both individual and business investors. For a comprehensive menu of professional services or to learn more about the 282 Group's professionally managed portfolios, please contact us at 704-553-6374.